If you're thinking about buying a Rhino roof rack for your 4x4, I suggest you don't. I certainly didn't, and I was going to. Here's why. I'm John Cadogan from autoexpert.com.au and I get new cars cheap for buyers here in Australia. Website for that, obviously. Or you can just click the card that's up there now, dude. Unfortunately, the 4x4 aftermarket industry is even worse than the car industry in terms of being the wild, wild west of anti-consumer conduct and indefensibly poor design choices. I very nearly bought one of those sexy, flat, pioneer rhino racks with the so-called backbone mounting system. Very aesthetically pleasing roof rack system, I must say. But I sobered up and did the research and quietly decided against it. And I thought that would be the end of it. But to me at the time, you know, it just wasn't a story. Then an Aussie 4x4 YouTuber named Ronnie Dahl, pretty good bloke despite spending half of his life driving to and from Dingo Piss Creek, he kind of went public on this and he's much more of a diplomat than me. Admittedly, not that hard. Another Australian YouTuber named Tyler Thompson had his rhino rack just fall off <laughs> one fateful day on Fraser Island. Oops-a-daisy. Tyler referenced dozens of consumers who'd had their racks just fail somewhere on the road to Dingo Piss Creek. So I decided this was a potentially serious safety issue and certainly in the public interest. And here we are right now talking about it. As an engineer, okay? <laughs> My cock and eye! We love a good rack. We think about racks all the time. Such a character flaw, right? But it prevents boredom and that is important. <laughs> think you'd agree. I honestly don't know how we get anything done, frankly. Rhino's racks are certainly sexy enough, but unfortunately, we have formed the view that they're just badly designed, dude. And roof rack design is frankly not that hard. It's a platform that needs to withstand reasonably foreseeable loads. Hardly the same thing as I don't know, Simon Vandermeer building that bottle for antimatter containment at CERN in the 1980s. Look it up, he won the Nobel Prize for it. Hashtag respect. Vehicle manufacturers set roof load limits, and that makes sense, right? But counterintuitively, this has nothing whatsoever to do with the quote-unquote strength of the roof. And I hate that term because it's so amenable to failures of ambiguity. Anyway... Hilux is the most popular vehicle in Australia, and it comes with a 75 kilo roof load limit. You could probably stick 500 kilos on the roof, dude, and it probably would not crush the roof if you just managed to do it properly, okay? Two people can sleep safely in a rooftop tent, I note, and they generally weigh more than 75 kilos. You've got like 300 kilos on the roof or something, and that may be just your lovely wife, in some circumstances. And this may not be a safety issue, unless you get up at 2am or something for a pee, and you forget all about the ladder. That's bad. 
I've been driving around a corner loaded up like that or on a cross slope off-road or something. Kind of bad idea, dude. Roof load limits is what I'm trying to say. They're all about dynamic stability, okay? You don't want to induce a rollover caused by inertial forces acting up there on the mezzanine floor. That's terrible. 4x4 roof load limits are typically in the 75 to 100 kilo ballpark. The Rhino rack for Hilux weighs in at 27 kilos. That is the flat Pioneer rack and the so-called backbone rail system. Therefore, that leaves 48 kilos for cargo up there. This might be okay if that were the end of the story, but dude, it's not. There's a further reduction in payload capacity mandated by Rhino in conditions Rhino calls, erroneously, off-road. Basically, you have to knock a further one-third off the payload. The basis for this reduction is not stated, or if it is, I couldn't find it. If I got this right, this reduces the Hilux roof rack payload by 16 kilos to just 32 kilos. Nearly 1800 bucks for a roof rack system that can carry just 32 kilos. That's kind of pathetic in my view. It's bad value, dude. 55 bucks per kilo of off-road payload capacity. That would be like paying a thousand bucks for a jerry can. Like, you've got to be kidding, right? I suspect were this limitation to be prominently displayed on Rhino's website, it might turn many people off actually buying the product. It certainly turned me off, right? But I really had to dig to find it. This load reduction is buried in the PDF fitting instructions for the backbone rail part of the roof rack system. And I am not saying that Rhino is actively or maliciously hiding this information. I'm saying that this critical safety information should be much more prominently displayed and unequivocally clear to intending buyers, in my view. I'd suggest if you're a potential customer, you are unlikely to download the fitting instructions, right? That's the kind of thing you would do only after you've bought the thing, and even then, only if you yourself plan on fitting the roof rack. Otherwise, you just rock up to, I don't know, your local dingo piss expedition centre and have them do all the work, dude. I'd buy four-wheel drive accessories from Dingo Piss 4x4. <laughs> like, move over, ARB. I would be unable to hold myself back. And I don't even want to drive off-road, dude. I think not making this reduction obvious is fairly disgraceful. And if that's intentional, it seems pretty unethical to me. And if it's accidental, then it seems incompetent. Like, what other options are there? The roof rack is only there to carry load. That's its only ontological purpose. I suppose there's an aesthetic dimension as well, but information on what loads a roof rack may safely carry must be made prominent, surely. Even though Rhino refers to this reduction as a, quote, off-road cargo allowance, in the fine print, it actually applies to any driven path taken that does not contain a surface protection layer tar slash bitumen. Pro tip, rhino dudes, dirt roads are roads. They are not off-road. 
that seems kind of misleading to me, and I simply cannot see a justification for imposing this reduction in payload that can be traced back to the quote-unquote strength of the roof, or the manufacturer's load limit specification. I've tried to justify this any other way, and hey, I just can't. The key point here is that you're going to drive out of your driveway and head for Dingo Piss Creek, right? That's all you dream about, you 4 by 4 ers At some point, you are going to turn off the bitumen, right? And I'm tipping at that point, you're not just going to stop and chuck 16 kilos of your finest 4 by 4 wanking crap off the roof and out into the spinifex, are you? So, you'll have to leave home with just 32 kilos of payload on a roof rack that cost you almost 1800 bucks. That's quite poor value, as well as being impractical, I'd suggest. But it's even worse than that. Load must be evenly distributed over the system. Rhino fitting instruction PDF fine print there, inconveniently. Therefore, let us not be putting a 32 kilo second spare tire anywhere up there, maxing out the rack, because that load will not be evenly distributed, dude. The latent engineer in me considers this an entirely bullshit and impractical operational stipulation, right? This rack is supposed to carry 4x4 crap. That's why people generally buy them. This equipment is not generally amenable to even load distribution. It just doesn't work like that. Gas bottle, spare wheel, jerry can, whatever. Even load distribution is like sand in a trailer, dude. You can't spread out a gas bottle or a jerry can, and you can't carry much more than that up there either, let us not forget. The cynic in me suspects that the rack and the public presentation of its load limitations allows Rhino to bounce just about any warranty or consumer law complaint on the basis of the consumer using the product improperly. That's unacceptable to me too, like imagine if forklifts or cranes or things of that nature had their operational limits presented in this hard to find way. Triton, Ranger and Navara have 100 kilo manufacturer roof load limits, so they're ahead of Hilux there, and it appears to me that they use the same platform from Rhino, at least as far as I can tell, as well as a very philosophically similar backbone rail system. And on the Triton, you can carry 54.5 kilos upstairs when the bitumen evaporates after applying Rhino's semantically promiscuous off-road load limitation by knocking a third off. And it seems to me basically the same hardware, right? Like it looks the same, there may be some tangible difference, but I can't find it. Go figure. And when I look at all of this in its totality, right, it really is starting to look like a deleted scene from one flew over the friggin' cuckoo's nest, at least in my view. At the very least, it seems terribly inconsistent. Very similar Rhino hardware, seemingly, with the only difference being slightly different mounting. See, Triton uses four M8 set screws to attach to the four captive nuts in the roof, okay? And Hilux uses eight M8 T-bolts that go in Hilux's mounting channel in the roof, and Ranger uses six M6 set screws, insofar as I can tell. So it seems to me that Hilux has potentially the strongest mounting points and yet the lowest load-carrying capacity, go figure. 
Rhino appears to use the factory mounting points where possible, so this off-road so-called load reduction is most likely due to some inherent limitation of the Rhino design and not the manufacturer's attachment points, which are clearly designed for greater load than that. And I find that completely unacceptable. Like, let's just disappear one third of the potential payload for no apparently good reason every time you turn onto a gravel road or worse. Hashtag Australia. Highway driving is actually terribly severe for roof racks. Like, imagine doing a hundred in your fine 4x4 wanking chariot en route to the fabled creek, and a B-double is coming the other way, approaching you at a hundred. You've been there and done that, am I right? You certainly feel the impact of the truck's airstream slam into your vehicle, and the roof rack feels that impact too, dude. Pressure over the frontal area resolves to force experienced by the rack, right? Much like the action of opening a sardine can. An oddly apt metaphor in the circumstances. Aerodynamic load, right? It's certainly one factor behind the seeming litany of roof racks being torn off 4x4s noted in Tyler Thompson's video, and I'll put a link to that as well as the other one in the description. These failures all seem to have one thing in common, right? They appear to happen predominantly to roof racks which have been pop riveted in place. <laughs> pop rivets are great for DIY garden sheds and things of that nature. They have their place, certainly. But to me, that place is absolutely not securing a friggin' roof rack onto a 4x4. It's just not. It just doesn't seem sufficiently secure or durable, at least not to me. Apparently, it's quite common for roof racks to be held on with pop rivets. I'd love to hear from you if you've actually had this happen to you, and please do tell me in the comments what were the circumstances. Let me know in the comments. You might actually save someone's life. I'm not trying to trash talk a brand here. I'm trying to make sure that people do this stuff safely. Like, can you imagine a roof rack coming off a four-wheel drive at 20 metres per second or something, and you run into it coming the other way at 20-something metres per second? Dude, that's unlikely to be fun. To Rhino, I would say, I think it's flat out disgraceful that you dudes don't disclose this off-road load reduction far more prominently on your website so that intending customers can make a truly informed choice. This is a premium product. At least it's a premium priced product. I'd also beg you to go back to the friggin' drawing board You've got a good-looking product. Like, it looks fantastic. It just doesn't perform very well, dudes, in my view. This off-road load reduction is flat-out unacceptable to me. When I saw that, I just decided that a Rhino rack was not for me. Hey. But apparently, this is catching a lot of people out, and this is its own version of tragedy, right? They buy the rack, and only then they discover the load-carrying ability is far less than they had expected. Or the rack just falls off, and Rhino says words to the effect of, No can help, dude. You were overloaded. It's in the fitting instructions. And I have to ask, why put safety-critical operational limits in a document entitled Fitting Instructions? 
I could not find them anywhere else on Rhino's website, and I did look. I only found them while researching how to fit the rack to the Triton to see whether it was a DIY proposition for me. Like, I'm funny like that. I actually read the destructions. If someone else does the fitting, I'd suggest, it's entirely unlikely that the punter will review the fitting instructions after the fact. The bottom line here, like I've got a Triton, it's got a 100 kilo factory roof load limit, and I would only be fitting a rack that enabled me to exploit all of Mitsubishi's load carrying capacity on the roof in all foreseeable driving conditions. And I think that's what most roof rack buyers actually expect, even if they have not processed that expectation into a cogent set of functional requirements for their roof rack. Certainly that's what Ronnie Dahl and Tyler Thompson seem to have expected. And the truth kind of blindsided both of those dudes, and they do appear to be sort of hardcore four-wheel driving experts to a degree. They certainly don't appear to be inexperienced off-roaders at all, nor do they appear to be Robinson Crusoe one or two on this issue. They just don't. And I ask you, why fit a product that actually degrades your vehicle's fundamental operational capability in any area? This simply makes no sense to me. Like, it doesn't make sense to me here in the fat cave or at any point out there on the track to Dingo Piss Creek. Hashtag Australia. 